There it is. Welcome. Welcome, everyone, <laughs> to Things We Say. It's the name of our podcast. I was thinking about our name today. Uh-huh. We should have a cooler name. Oh, what do you have in mind? Things We Don't Say. Oh, yeah, I don't like that. But we could talk about the <laughs> silence of the Lord. Uh, yeah, sure. Okay. Things We Say. <laughs> I actually did. I actually was thinking about a name, but I don't remember oh, yeah. what it was. I like our name. Things we say. It's fine. It's fine. It's a name. We have a name that we've chosen, and that's the win. There we go. <laughs> well, if you're joining us today, welcome. It's 2023. It's our first podcast. Our our podcasts yeah. are fresh. Yeah. What? They're fresh. <laughs> they're, they're fresh. Okay. We record them, and then we post them. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, there's no delay. Like, we're not recording this before Christmas. That's what you're trying to say. Yeah, I was yeah. listening to a podcast today, and they're like, Me too. Well, what do yeah. you think about 2022? And I'm like, it's 2023, bro. So the some of the podcasts I listen to, they do that too, but they're more sly about it. So they, like, try right. not to reference the things that date it, which is smart. But I think it's hard sometimes. I'm we don't sure. have to do that, though. It's true. We're here. We're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> we have our slimmed down version of a podcast. Right. It's fine. Uh, yeah. And so if you're joining us, we try to do this every week and we are really understanding and talking through the narrative that our church is going through, Freeway Church. And so if you don't know about Freeway Church, uh, we're a church that uh, is for everyone and anyone who wants to come and experience God, get to know Jesus. And for us... We speak on Sundays for a message, and when we do, um, it turns out that a lot of times there's this theme. Mm-hmm. Like, for instance, this October, we did the Found It series, and we were talking about finding different things that are missing in our lives. Not like, I'm missing the keys, but like, I'm missing life or peace or whatever, happiness, things like that. And so the thing that we kept talking about, though, was trust in Jesus. Mm -hmm. It's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. I don't know. Things would follow a theme, you know? I guess I've been in church my whole life, and it's not until I'm sitting in the seat I'm sitting in now, which is the pastor, lead pastor position, that I'm actually recognizing a theme that continues week to week or month to month. And this, this year, trusting in Jesus was definitely part of that. Do you think that became a theme because it was what the church was collectively going through at the time? Or do you feel like it was a theme, like a more common theme in your own life? I don't know. Probably my own life. But there were people in our church that said and, and talked about how they were struggling with some of these things that we were, the same things that we were talking about on Sunday mornings and mm-hmm. these podcasts and looking back, I think it was pretty cool just to see how we did not try to do that. Right, right. That's true. <laughs> that would yeah. be, it would be great if we could have been intentional. Sure. Uh, this year, I'm going to be chill with our sermon planning. That's what oh, is yeah. that right? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to plan loosely. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to still plan, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to be like, in nine months, I'm talking about, you know, the three whatever system truths or something i don't think you were that intense that last year anyways but i i have been part of churches that like over a year ahead but we have them planned yeah that's a lot it's it's really hard to be sensitive to the holy spirit if you're like planning everything in advance like you have to really trust that he's guiding those future 
sermon. <laughs> yeah, and that's fine. Right? Yeah, like maybe it works. And I think sometimes it does work out cool like that. But also I, to I have know. room is cool, know. you know? If I planned the whole year out, mm-hmm. I would end up talking about something different half the times. I would be like, today we're talking about the Found It series. <laughs> Let's talk about the end times. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you know, or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Because but planning is helpful. It is. Like, no, it is. Like, and then this last week, we had planned for Pastor Jim to come. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know when that was planned. Definitely before Christmas. Yep. And, like, it turned out to be a really great Sunday for him to come. And, like, very timely. And, like, so, like, the planning paid off in that circumstance. It did. Know? We had him coming, I think, the, like, like early December originally. And I'm glad we had him come when he did. Yeah. Um, let's talk about our Sunday service. We had Pastor Jim spoke about um, kind of his keynote message for his for his ministry, which is talking about these three P's. Uh, there's passion, pain, and profici- proficiency. Passion, pain, and proficiency. And he draws this Venn diagram with all three circles intersecting in the middle. And if you can figure out God, God's given passion, God given pain, and God given prof- proficiency. Mm-hmm. You will find your purpose, which I guess is a fourth P. <laughs> it's very. It's a rounded out P. It comes comes to a point, and we have I don't know <laughs> a point. That's a fifth P. Oh gosh. <laughs> I, uh, Too we, much alliteration. For I me. should do that as a pastor. More alliteration. Oh my goodness! People like it. They're like, I can't. I just like that they all started. Well, with it's, sometimes it makes it easier to remember, but like sometimes the cheesiness is just too much for me. It works in this sense. It does. For this one, it works. I, I was like watching it. a video on YouTube. It was the seven C's of oh my success or something, and I was like, that's seven. seven that's C's. too many. That's a lot of C's. <laughs> There's Seven is too many. Someone likes their thesaurus. Oh gosh, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so I um, I kind of explained to the church in my own way of saying, hey, this type of message that Pastor Jim was speaking, I was very um, attuned with it personally because he led me through this some ways, and then I've led uh, a previous church. I led their staff through this with Pastor Jim, and I've been part of pastor meetings or. Pastor Jim was the speaker, and we went through this. So the like, same thing. <laughs> the three Ps. And so I think it's really powerful um, because, which is another P word, powerful. Oh, gosh. Okay. Should we That's keep doing enough. it? No, whole... I think we should not. Okay. Um, <laughs> and it's pretty good because we find ourselves thinking about these things all the time. What are your passions? Mm-hmm. What, are your, what are your pains? What are your proficiencies? And I was telling Alyssa earlier on Sunday, I was like, you know, the the star of all of that, I think, is the pain. The pain. I think that a lot of people say, follow your passions or mm-hmm. what are you good at? Do that. But the pain? Yeah. What was your perspective on pain? Um, I think, I think, you know, I don't know if I've heard this as much as you. Like maybe once in earlier years when it was like still forming a bit more perhaps because we've known pastor jim a long time now yeah do you want me to explain it you can yeah (laughs) um so the idea for your passion simple right what are you passionate about and write it down you know are you passionate 
about something or not something else, right? And the idea of proficiency is relatively simple. Are you good at what you're doing? Right. Um, are you just, does it, it, it just seems to be so difficult to do something that seems so natural to everybody else maybe, um, uh, or does it seem to like it come, like you're good at it, right? Maybe right. it comes natural. Um, but the pain is what is the thing that hurts you or pains you about the world? Right. Like what is, and, and John Maxwell would say, what is the thing that makes you like pound your fist on the table with passion and, or you're upset about? Like it's, it's a piece of your heart that is motivating to you, mm-hmm. but it feels not from a place of, um, I'm so happy or a place of I'm good at this, but a place of, I just wish I could make that I feel better. like I need to do something. To yes. Fix that. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't realize you were asking. I wanted you to ex- if I wanted you to explain that, but I'm glad you did. I thought you meant something else. <laughs> but that's good. That's a good refresher, especially if you missed Sunday. But yeah, so what I was getting at before you explained that was that I just I don't think I've considered like what my pain is before and like figuring out my purpose. And so I think that that's. I think you're right. I think that that's a, a key component that people often overlook or don't think about because often we just want to hide our pain or like forget about our pain or erase our pain. Right. We don't, we're, we're bad at, at incorporating pain as part of our story and like figuring out what our pain's purpose is. Right. Because although the Lord never wishes pain upon us he uses that right god can use everything so he will use that pain and instead of just wishing it away to use it for his glory is like so ingenious right and so seems so obvious in hindsight (laughs) of understanding that but i i mean i don't uh, be because i'm very much um a part of making the service happen i didn't that day like necessarily hack through all of the things some things come to surface immediately right but often when i analyze this stuff i think of what it used to be like when i was a kid so you know how people ask you like what did you want to be when you grew up when you were a kid like that's kind of what I thought of like what pained me the most as a kid like before life happened and stuff like what was the pain what was the thing that motivated me and I have I like clearly have always had a heart for injustice in the world and for the marginalized and that's shown up in missions trips and like all these things where I just care about people who seem to have gotten a bad cards in life right and deserve so much more than they've been handed so that was something that stuck out for me but what would you say your pain is um for me uh my pain is has to do with the local church so i just believe wholeheartedly that the local church is the hope of the world and when I see the local church not performing or being or acting like it ought to it like kills me yeah like uh it's rough and it's even more difficult you know for me when I am not even bringing the church to the standard that it ought to be as a leader in the church 
And so that's one of my primary motivations for ministry and my career in general mm-hmm. is the fact that I just believe that if Jesus has a bride, right? If Jesus is the groom, the bride is the church. Right. And the bride is extrapolated or extruded or you know, distilled to the local church. And if it is the local church, that's the bride of Christ. Man, don't we want to be beautiful and trustworthy and honorable and good yeah. and all of these things? And then to see a church be um, angry and frustrated with the gifts that their bride has given them. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't believe the world is like this. I mean, that just drives me crazy because I just know that the bride is supposed to be this thing that the groom is, e- you know, we're eagerly waiting for one another. And to have, like, no one wants a bride or someone you're engaged to, no one wants your fiance to be angry all the time. Right, right. And so for me, um, that's my heart. And unfortunately, it's pretty abstract. So Yeah. So you've heard this message multiple times before, so I assume that you've, like, kind of analyzed all these things and, like, defined what purpose is in your life. I guess one of the questions I would have with that, if somebody's done that now, like what do they do if they kind of have like this imposter syndrome? Because part of this this process, you have to kind of uh, like truthfully come to terms with what you're good at, right? And like the yeah. things that you're created to do. And some of us really struggle with that because of our insecurities. So like how do you how do you overcome that? Or like how do you ignore the imposter syndrome tendency that like might want to creep in once you figure out like this must be my purpose and what I was created to do or who I was meant to be you know right and so if you've never heard of imposter syndrome before it's this idea that if uh, you're in a position that you don't feel qualified or able to like rise to the occasion right like that's the idea like you and the inside feel like you're an imposter. You're pretending to be better than you are. You're right. pretending to be more than you are. Right. Like, surely I'm not qualified to do that thing, regardless of whether or not, like, like you, even if it's very clear that you're qualified, you just feel still that you're not, right? Sure. Like, you don't believe that you're the man for the job, you know? Or the woman. Or the woman. Yep. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Future is female, babe. <laughs> Oh, gosh. <laughs> I'm going to get a feminist shirt. Okay. Um, okay, so for real, though, imposter syndrome happens, in a, if you've never experienced it, it's usually in successful people. Mm-hmm. So achievers. People who are high achievers have imposter syndrome. So it's not like, uh, and like, let's say the the world, like everything, you got lucky, there's things in your way, like you're, you're in a platform or, or position that's higher and grew faster than you did, right? Mm -hmm. That's the idea. Yeah. What was your question about it? Oh, I was just um, questioning, like, kind of the link between finding your purpose. Like, maybe you figure out these these things and you define, like, what what your proficiencies are and, like, and your, your passions. But, like, it feels inferior, right? Like, it feels like I don't, like, I'm not good enough to do that thing, though. Like... You know what I mean? Like maybe sure. you sort of define it, but you still feel subpar 
to do that, right? Yeah, I guess I don't really understand. Oh, okay. Um, because <laughs> if you do the three Ps, right, and you have this thing that you feel like maybe if I, I get to this position, like I will feel like I'm adding value to the world um, or I'm fulfilled, I think that you go and do that thing, right? And then you go, if you can't do that thing yet, you need to then build the skill set and walk the path to get to the thing that you're called that you want to do, right? Right. Maybe that's kind of what I'm getting at. Like, what if you, like, let's say you figure out your passion and your pain, but you don't feel that you're you're proficient enough, like, in the skill sets you need to, like, fulfill that. So that would be two of the three circles. So it probably wouldn't be your purpose. So, but if it's something that you want, you can always build your proficiency. Well, sure. I guess that's that's my question. Like, do we, at what point do we decide, like, that we have proficiencies enough to, like, make that decision? Do you know what I mean? Like, we're yeah. always learning. It we're seems pretty growing. simple. If you, like, if, if, these the, if you think you have proficiency and you go do it and you can't do it, you don't have proficiency. Okay. So just the, like things that we're naturally good at, not necessarily something that we've already learned. No, like like uh, like okay. Let's, I don't let's understand. Think of like, uh, <laughs> I don't understand what you're saying. It's it's simple. So if you want to be a youth leader, uh-huh. if God has like trained you up and like set you apart, and you love teenagers and you want to like pave a way forward and help equip them to accomplish and change the world, right? That's what God's called you to do. And you don't have the proficiency to be a youth pastor. The goal isn't to be a youth pastor. The goal is to work with the teenagers. And so you just come and serve during youth group. And so would you, you say that the proficiency in that case is that you love teenagers and like that is no, like in and out of itself passion. a proficiency? Like, I think it would be a passion is you love teenagers. Your proficiency would be like, I can actually uh, make a phone call. I can actually text people. Okay. I can actually... So it doesn't have to be, like, so intense that, like, you know, I have been to engineering school. (laughs) I don't think this is talking about your career at all. Okay. So the career is different. Gotcha. So this is talking about your purpose, like, in the context of the church, in the context of your life. Like, you can be have one career that's one thing and have draw no purpose from it but still find purpose in the thing that God called you to gotcha. do. In fact, I think that most of us will find our finances through our career and, a, and even fulfillment, but not our purpose. See, I think that's helpful because I think in my mind, listening to that, your your skill sets, just like even in your career or like the things that you've learned, like played into that, but maybe they don't have to necessarily, like it doesn't have to be like career centered and maybe often isn't i think that's just good for people to know and recognize like i think that when you're talking about proficiencies you're talking about if it's the very very beginning of your proficiencies you're talking Mm -hmm. about natural tendencies or you're talking about basics and how to's so uh you usually can tell if someone has can see okay if if you came to me and said i want to be a photographer Mm mm-hmm and then I and you showed me what you thought was good and what you thought was bad. It would be very easy to tell whether you understood. Gotcha. Like, if you had a natural eye for these types of things. Even if you didn't, though, you could read how tos and like develop all of that. But right. uh, your proficiency is something that ebbs and flows, right? 
So, mm-hmm. so you, I, I, I always think it's a little bit strange when someone is so clear on their purpose, but their proficiency isn't there. Gotcha. And I think that that's why it's one of the things because then it's a red flag. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I think we bring to the table what God is like, what is what we have developed in our life, and God will use what we have developed. Right. And that's that proficiency thing, right? Mm-hmm. Sure, you can do, and start a new initiative, but God's going to use what He's developed in you, uniquely, mm-hmm. right? And I think that's that's should be inspiring, not challenging. Right. Yeah. How cool would it be to like have a community of people who all have figured out their purpose, right? And are like walking in that. Like, I don't even think we'd have any gaps, right? Like, <laughs> the yeah. gaps would get filled. Like, we just yeah. become the hands and feet of Jesus and everyone has their role. And yeah. Yeah. I think that then you see a unique, a uniqueness to every person, right? Mm-hmm. Instead of like this, like, well, I just do this or whatever. Like, no, no, no. I uniquely am called to do this, right? Right. Yeah. And so I'm not sure if you're listening today and you're thinking to yourself, hey, I haven't uh, really thought about this. Hey, take some moments to do it, to take some moments. The pain question, I think, is the most interesting one. Like, what pains you? Um, what what has God put a piece of his heart inside of you? And when God's heart breaks, your heart breaks, that type of thing. If you can figure that out, if you can take some moments to pray and to be silent or, or, or go on a walk <laughs> or like find some time to really think through that, that's usually a helpful thing. And it can help us get to in a position where we trust God. Also, if you listen to this and you know Alyssa and I, uh, we'd love to meet with you. If you and we'd love to talk through this with you. So if you have um, a moment, I'll grab coffee, or we can talk online, or we can have a phone call. Let me know. My number's at the bottom of the on the links in the description. So um, that being said, thank you for joining us in 2023. Yeah, thanks for listening us to us uh, talk through these things. <laughs> Do you have any questions or any statements for 2023, Liz? Oh, any statements? Like, do you want to tell? Give us something good. We got something. I don't know. I just, I'm in this prayer and fasting time, and I think I'm sort of like figuring it out. You okay. Know? Well, that's great, and I hope you're praying and fasting too. But um, thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>